So I'm with Kate Gill from the Weirdale Museum. Hello, Kate. Hello there. Good morning. Well, it's lovely to see you here in Bishop Auckland Town Hall. Can you just explain while you're here, please? Yeah, well, we are a small folk museum based up in the Durham Dales, up in a little village called Isaacburn, and we collect and collate all kinds of things about the history of Weirdale. So coming here today was a really good way to spread the word about the museum because it's a little bit out of the way and we're really looking at wanting to uh, attract more people in to see it and attract people who might look at volunteering with us as well. If I came along to your museum what would I find? You would find a huge range of things. It's a very small museum at the moment, it's just three rooms but we are extending it greatly into the adjoining Methodist Chapel over the next couple of years. At the moment, what we have is a Victorian-led miners' kitchen, which we set up to try and show what life would have been like for an ordinary Weirdale family. And most of the artefacts in there, people can, they can pick up, they can handle them, have a look at them. We have quite a collection on Methodism and John Wesley, who preached in the adjoining High House Chapel. And because of that connection, we've done a lot of research around Methodism in Weirdale. And then our other collections upstairs, really, are just about everything you could think of. We have information on railways, on lead mining and quarrying, which were the two major industries as well as agriculture for a long time. Emigration from the area, which happened a lot when the lead mining industry declined. We also have some earlier artefacts from prehistoric medieval times. And we're very lucky to have on loan at the moment the um, finds from the archaeological digs at St Bottles Chapel in Frosterley, which are very, very interesting. We also have a family history resource centre there which we're going to expand in the new Museum and Heritage Centre. And we have a collection of information on over 70,000 individuals and 600 interrelated Weirdale families. So people can come to us to do their family history research, or if they live a distance away, they can get in touch and we'll do the research for them. Wow, that sounds fabulous, doesn't it? It's a lot in a very small place. Um, so you've brought some artefacts along to the, the exhibition today. Can you just talk us through, what have you brought with you? Right. This is one of the things that I always ask our visitors, do they know what, do they know what it is? And well, I would say it looks like a fan, an extractor fan. It does, no. but it's got a solid bottom, so oh. the air wouldn't go anywhere. No, definitely not. Go on then, what is it? It's a cockroach trap. Dale's houses, has a lot of stone houses, you know, mm -hmm. had a lot of pests. Mm -hmm. So with this, you would put something to attract the insects mm -hmm. in the middle, maybe some jam or mm -hmm. a bit of beer, and they would crawl up the side, stand on one of the fans and meet to their doom underneath, oh, yeah. and then you would dispose of them yeah. hygienically. Uh -huh. So uh, that's... I don't think anybody's ever quite guessed what that one was. No, I would never have got that in a million years. <laughs> More people, the older people, might know what these were. Now, they look like butter pats. They are butter pats. Right. Yeah, so a lot of families with had a cow would have made their own mm -hmm. butter and they would have used those to shape them. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a beautifully carved piece of wood, and it's a knitting stick. Okay. 
So if you see there's a hole in the end, that's where a knitting needle would go. Mm -hmm. And the stick would go under the, like, they would have two obviously, uh -huh. and they could walk around knitting because it extended the knitting needles. It sits under your arm. Yes. So keep, keep your knitting needles in your armpit. Yes. But the main thing is, as you will see that's engraved, 1883, they were generally made as love tokens. So the young men would carve a knitting stick for their beloved and usually put the names and the dates on. That's really well, well done, isn't it? What a beautiful, beautiful piece. We'll have two or three which are really beautifully, uh, beautifully carved. I can't imagine walking and knitting at the same time. No, it takes my, me all my time to knit sitting down, but never mind. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Um, and then we brought a couple of things with a bit more of a masculine slant. So, you know, the miners mm -hmm. going down for the day, they, they didn't come out with the, the mines to get their lunch, uh -huh. um, or in the quarries they would have a break and they would bring their bait in their bait tin yep. and some tea mm -hmm. in there. In, in the tea tin mm -hmm. and certainly we've, we've got stories of young children who were sent mm -hmm. at lunchtime with their father's bait run along to the quarry to, uh -huh. get, to give it to them oh, wow. instead of being at school probably yes <laughs> and these these are absolutely adorable describe this for us these are little wooden clogs. These are child's clogs. And this is what children would have worn that were very, very hard wearing. And if you look at the bottom, they've got the metal, what we would call them cleats here. I know the mm -hmm. different expressions are used in different places, which meant they lasted for a long time. And they, look like, they look like horseshoes. Yes, they do. And you can see where they're nailed on. Mm -hmm. And they would, be, they would fall off sometimes, they would be replaced. A wooden sole. And there's a lovely lady called Mary who did some filming for us once and talked about wearing these to go to school in the winter. And they used to walk along the top of the walls in the snow, the snow was so high, and how the snow used to build up in the cleats and they used to have to take them off and, and knock them to get the, get the snow out. Yeah. So they're child ones. We also have, I didn't bring them today, we have a lovely set of three pairs very tiny boots mm -hmm. and they belong to a little girl called Alice who was the only girl in a family of boys mm -hmm. and very sadly she died of diphtheria before she was two years old mm -hmm. and her mother kept her three little pairs of shoes and oh. treasured them oh, and they've come to the museum and oh. they're really sweet oh, they're gorgeous I mean how big are they just just to describe for the listeners that's a tiny shoe isn't it? it is a tiny shoe I would say about a Six-year-old, six-year-old, okay, six, yeah. seven-year-old, possibly. Bear in mm -hmm. mind, children tended probably to be a little bit smaller mm -hmm. yeah. than they than they are now. Yeah, and, and they would have been handed down through a family, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You didn't you didn't always get new shoes if you were in a family. You got you got hand-me-downs. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, and beautifully mm -hmm. made though with a little metal 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 book. I don't know how comfortable they were to wear. Well. Compared to going without them, I should imagine they were luxury. Exactly, exactly. Uh -huh. So if people wanted to head up to the museum, if they wanted to pay you a visit, when are you open? Well, we will be open for all of October, Wednesdays to Sundays, from one o'clock till half past four. We close at the end of October for the winter season. Although we can open for organised groups and visits if you want to, and for people who want to do family history research. Mm -hmm. 
so we can do that. So the uh, best things to look on our website at www.weirdalemuseum.org.uk. That'll have any changes to our opening times on. And so we hopefully we'll, we'll get a lot of visitors during October before we close down for the winter season. And then we'll be open again in the spring. <laughs>